0: Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Beyond the Self podcast. I am your very grateful and happy host, Africa. And can I just start by saying thank you so, so much to every single person that has pre-ordered my book, The Third Perspective, Brave Expression in the Age of Intolerance. I cannot believe that I just said that out loud, not even just the title, but the fact that I'm acknowledging people who are one step away from having the physical book in their hands, people that have chosen to tangibly support my work. It just, it means so much to me. You have no idea, or maybe you do, but it's worth repeating as many times as possible. I am so so deeply grateful and I'm going to try and make it through this without crying (laughs) I am so grateful and if you had no idea that pre-orders are now available for my book well they absolutely are I'll make sure that I leave the link in the show notes but I'm so excited for this to be Out in the world in the way that it is now, and the book will be published in May. But I mentioned this actually in my announcement video pre orders are very, very important, especially for first time authors, because they will just signal to the publisher and the bookseller that there is a worthy conversation being had here, that there's actual, tangible demand for the book. So it determines how many books are printed the positioning of the book, how it's going to be marketed, um, how the press and media respond to it. So your contribution at this point in time means so, so much. And it also contributes to, um, to the first week sales, which then means that the book will either be on some kind of list or not. And even though I'm not hanging on to the idea of this book being on some kind of bestseller list, what I do know is that there's a very potent conversation that I'm having here, a conversation that most people wouldn't dare to have. So I need this book to get in front of as many people as humanly possible and your support so far has just allowed for me to see what is possible when it comes to this book so yes please do pre-order and send me a little screenshot by email hello at africabrook.com Or you can tag me on social media just so I can say thank you, okay? Last thing that I will add, even though you'll see it anyway on the pre-order page, you will not be charged, okay? Your account is not going to be charged immediately. All it does is that it secures the book for you and then you will get it on publication. So your account, money will be taken from you on publication in May, so you don't have to worry about um that if finances are a concern right now because i know that they are for a lot of people so thank you so so much and yes i am going to be reading the audiobook myself i'm so fucking excited <laughs> i am so excited to record it but yes i will be in your ears for between 8 to 10 hours okay um so we announced the book, just going to give you a little update, announced the book last week and I've just been taking everything in. I really want to make sure that I'm present. I mean, I I always do my best and I think I'm I'm quite successful in making sure that I'm present in everything that I'm doing, but especially with this book, I have spent three years solidly writing it. And from the moment of announcing it to doing all of the tours, doing all of the media to publication and post-publication, I just want to make sure that I feel everything that is happening, that I don't buy into or get sucked into the urgency of it all because there is a level of urgency of needing to keep the momentum and all of that. But I want to make sure that I have a very good and strong foundation to even work from like a energetical foundation to have the capacity within myself behind the scenes right now. I'm planning all of the different events that I want to do all of the different workshops that I want to do, not even just for the book, but to really evolve the conversation, because what you're going to find in this book is probably some things that I've never really spoken about publicly, And by the way, it's not a memoir. When I say things that I haven't spoken about publicly, I'm talking about my actual work, the work that I do with clients. I'm in the business of brave expression, yes, but I do that through consulting. I do that through very, very high level developmental coaching. I have clients that I work with. I have teams that I work with I have frameworks that I've created and all of these things I've put inside the book, but I want to start having conversations around those really tangible tools that I'm going to be giving you. So I'm planning how I'm going to be doing that. Oh, there's little, (laughs) there's little squirrel on my wall outside. So cute. Um, So I just want to make sure that I build that strong foundation and then come onto social media to really start building the momentum there. But everything needs a plan. Everything needs a structure. And that's what I'm doing behind the scenes right now. But it's giving me so much joy to just see how many people are responding so wildly and excitedly and just joyfully to this book. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm i very happy. I'm very happy. And I've also had to hold, I'm sure I was talking about this in the last episode or um, maybe even the one before of having to really hold those realities of experiencing this external success and even just the success of completion, completing the book, the book being accepted. Now it's out into the world in this way, in one of the first big ways and just seeing the response that people you know, have towards me and my work and championing me so, so much. So I'm experiencing just unimaginable personal success. And at the same time, going through the most gut-wrenching, earth-shattering breakup of my entire life and finding myself in these waves of grief that are just so all-encompassing, you know and um and having to having to hold that at the same time is is not something that i i ever imagined i would need to do so i'm having to so i'm having to really practice what I preach, which I do anyway. I just never thought, I just never thought I would be practicing it in this way, you know. Um, And of course, on the day of announcing the book last week, I, there there was only one person that I wished I could just share that moment with. And that's my ex, you know, the man that I love so much. And so many details of that day and the days leading up to it and the days following it, even now, you know, so many things are happening that I just wish I could share with him, wish I could just pick up the phone and share it with him. And I can't, you know, and to not hear congratulations or anything from that person because we are in no contact. It's so... It's been so brutal to my soul in ways that I I don't think I'll ever be able to fully explain. And I know that he wishes me well. I know that he loves me just as much as I love him. And that's never going to change. But to just not have the physical presence and the acknowledgement from the one person that you need it from is a very, it's very difficult. It is very, very difficult, but the love that has been flowing in from all directions has held me up so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, ah, love. Hmm? Ooh. <laughs> So guys, today, 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 um, by the way, I'm still writing the episode on sexual seduction. It is coming, it is coming, it is coming, no pun intended, or maybe pun fully intended. That's going to be an after dark episode, all right? Um, so pearl clutches, make sure that you're in the room, okay? You are going to release your pearls in this episode. (laughs) I can't wait to record it. We're gonna have a lot of fun but I also um, am not rushing myself with it because energetically I need to feel the kind of energy that I'm going to be in you know because it's very sensual erotic energy. Um, So I need to really feel that before I sit down and record it but I'm still writing it and I'm so excited. Today though we are going to Right, We're going to have a conversation that As I was about to press record I was like, huh This conversation we're having today Kind of reminds me of episode 60 So episode 60 is Self-reputation Who are you at the mercy of? There's a connection between those episodes I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes as well But I'm so fucking excited For what we're sitting down for today All right managing who has access to you it's something that I've had to think about for quite a while for the past eight years sobriety definitely made me start thinking about this but as each year has gone by as I've got to know myself better through the lens of sobriety as I've been in romantic relationships with different men, different personalities, just encountering different people and realizing what, what, what is it that I'm okay with within myself, but in my relationships, how do I want to be loved? How do I want to give love? How do I want to receive it in my platonic relationships? The same thing as well. My familial relationships, the same as well the conversation of who has access to you is something that I, I've i been exploring and have been fascinated with for a while. So the fact that I get to externalize it in this way today is something that excites me. So we're going to be exploring the concept of Access beyond physical terms. So similar to what we did with social seduction, when I spoke about seduction in that episode, in episode 71, which I know so many of you loved, we were going beyond the physical. We were going beyond the sexual, beyond the sensual. We were talking about the interpersonal social aspect of it. So today, when we talk about access, I want you to think about it beyond physical terms all right? We're talking about the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. So when we go through this episode, think about what access means to you and how being more selective about who you allow into your life in various capacities can lead you and will likely lead you to greater peace, peace within yourself, peace in encountering other people, and peace in when you look out into the world at large, okay? It doesn't mean that it's going to change in a massive way, but you will notice a shift when you become more intentional about who has direct access to you. This also ties into happiness and your personal growth. So I really want us to expand our existing idea of access, all right? So I thought it would be good for me to give you some of my own intentional choices when it comes to personal boundaries and access control, if you will. For me, these choices definitely reflect greater self-respect, which is something that I'm always making sure that I'm tuned into and mindfulness and being intentional about my personal interactions. I am not someone that is obsessive about anything in my life. I'm in the realm of self-development just through personal fascination, which has led to it being (laughs) my career, but I'm not obsessive about any of this, you know, but I really have made sure that I prioritize having a deep respect for myself. That is a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. I'm very intentional about making conscious decisions because I lived a big part of my life, some fundamental years living very, very unconsciously. And you could say, well, you were 14 up until 24, but drugs were a big part of my life a very big part of my life for that period. That very crucial period of becoming, I was altering my state of mind. I was living very, very unconsciously, not just from a spiritual perspective, but from a physical, mental, emotional perspective. So now that I get to choose a life in clarity, I'm not fucking around when it comes to making conscious decisions, living my life in a conscious way having conscious relationships, whether they are business relationships, again, familial, platonic, romantic, the relationship that I have with myself, I want it to be conscious. I don't want to live my life on autopilot. I did it for far too long and I will never do that again. So for me, having good not just good because they feel good, but good, strong personal boundaries and access control is very, very important. So it's about making conscious decisions that honor my well-being and actually align with my aspirations for the kinds of relationships that I want to have, the kind of relationships that I want to cultivate. So I wanted to share what some of those things are for me before I give you some of the examples that could help you, all right? So first one for me now As a single Pringle, obviously, I (laughs) have been having conversations with people and people, because of the time that we're in, one of the main questions people will ask is, oh, so are you on any dating apps or do you plan on getting on any dating apps or anything like that? And dating at this moment in time is just not something that is on my radar. It's really not. It's really not. I'm focusing on feeling what it is that I need to feel. I'm focusing on being with this grief, actually being with it, not trying to will it away. I have no desire to get over my ex because to me that language doesn't actually make sense for what it is that I'm trying to do, um, for what I know I need to do. I need to honor the deep love and connection that we had and still have. I need to transmute it into something else and that requires time, that requires patience, that requires ultimate presence and that requires a surrendering that doesn't come with the idea of getting over someone. So dating and possibly putting a bandage on any of those things. is just not, it's just not something that I have any interest in right now. If I happen to meet someone that I feel connected with, if I happen to just, yeah, I I think it's actually that simple. If I happen to come across or Encounter someone who I feel very connected with, someone who I'm curious about, someone who I just feel like, okay, organically, I want to explore this, then I absolutely will. I absolutely will. I'm not cutting myself off from anything, but I'm also not trying to force myself into anything. So when it comes to dating apps, and I've been on dating apps before, actually, my ex, I met him on a dating app, I met him on Hinge. in the first 24 hours of me actually signing up on the app, I met him on Hinge and then we met up in person, I think a week later. And then, yeah, the rest, the rest was history really. So I'm not against dating apps. I think you can actually be very, very intentional. I think it's a, it's such an overwhelming space. Before I went on to, hinge and I was on another another app as well but I was never on there for longer than a couple of weeks I was never on there for longer than a couple of weeks because energetically I just was not able to do it it just felt way it just felt way too overwhelming so for me right now in this moment in time even when I do start entertaining the idea of dating again I'm, I'm choosing a I'm choosing to step away from online dating being my default and this directly ties in with access control in me reviewing who has access to me I don't want hundreds and thousands of men having immediate access to me i I just don't I just don't even if I even if I can't see them for me and for those that will resonate, you will understand exactly what I'm saying. For those for those that will sort of just feel this, okay, even if it doesn't make any sort of rational logical sense, for me it's almost as if I can feel those hundreds and thousands of people looking at me, studying me, or not even giving me that much time to even study, but just swiping, being so disposable. I just I it. it It doesn't sit well with me. And this is not to say I will never be on a dating app again because I can appreciate the convenience actually as a homebody and as someone that, (laughs) as someone who, um, There there is a lot of demand for my time and my attention in many different areas of my life. If I can simplify in any area, then I will do so. But I don't know that I need to simplify that much when it comes to love and romance because it just doesn't feel aligned for me when it comes to dating apps. But I I know for sure that I will give them another try sometime soon, but I'm choosing to step away from using dating apps as my go-to method for meeting men that experience that I just explained of being judged superficially by so many people being subject to dismissive swipes or just uncomfortable attention, even though I can't see it, I can sort of feel it. It's odd, but it's like I can feel it. Um, For me, it just detracts from my sense of well-being. It just does. I want to prioritize quality interactions over quantity. And I want to seek connections that feel genuine and respectful. And I want to smell someone's pheromones. I want to behave in a way that is natural to me as a woman, that primal instinct. I want for all of those components to be honored and dating apps for me completely flatten that experience. And also that level of access, it just doesn't feel good for me. It doesn't at all. And then the next one where I'm really having to look at my personal boundaries and access control is relationships, friendships in particular. Spoke about this before when I did the episode, which was episode 69 on your circle determines your success. (sighs) Not everyone who crosses your path is meant to stay in your circle. We all know this, right? But I'm really embodying that knowledge and being okay with it and checking in and making sure that it's not coming from a place of... um, retaliation or just some, some kind of negative origin. And I really don't think it does. I think I'm just changing a lot as a person. I'm now in my early thirties. I'm not the same person that I was even two years ago, five years ago, let alone a decade ago. Right? So the way that I love, especially in my relationships, it has to be looked at. It really has to be looked at. So I'm embracing The power of being intentional with those friendships and recognizing that alignment in values, respect, and mutual support, that's a big one for me, is key. It's okay to not be constantly available to everyone. That's absolutely fine. And everyone doesn't have to be constantly available to you. And for me, setting that boundary and understanding that I don't have to be constantly available, even in terms of making the old version of myself available to people that have known me for X amount of time, I don't have to do that. And setting that boundary has meant dedicating my time and my energy to relationships that are not only nurturing, but they are reciprocal. So that has been a big, big, big one for me. Next one, we'll come back to romance because constantly, not obsessively, but constantly thinking about my standards in romantic relationships, especially as I close the door to one relationship. Naturally, you go into a mode of reviewing and wanting to understand the way you are and being curious. So I'm in this beautiful space now of curiosity. And I have set romantic standards. I mean, I've always had these standards, but I feel like I've really had the opportunity to refine them now. And I know for sure that any man that is going to be a part of my life, oh my goodness, this has to be a man who enriches my spirit in ways that, in ways that I can't even fathom myself. He enriches my spirit and my mind and my body. That is the non-negotiable for me. It's not even about the external material things, although that does play a part. We can play pretend or we want to, but there are external worldly things that have to be in alignment for a relationship to work. But for me, those are not even the main things. It's about your character. It's about how a man carries himself in the world how a man speaks about himself, how he speaks about the people that are around him, the vision that he has for himself. Even if he doesn't know the exact details, it's not about that. But it's someone that trusts that he has a vision. Someone that trusts his own path. Someone who is excited about life someone who has a deep respect for himself so naturally has a deep respect for me and the world around him. For me, those are non-negotiable and they're not unrealistic. If you think that's unrealistic, all you have to do is remember that we don't share the same reality. My reality is very different to yours and that is a beautiful thing. That is a very, very beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful and lucky in ways that every single man that I've been with in any serious sense, whether it was a short-term relationship or a longer-term relationship, but there was a seriousness to what it is that we had. These are men that have modeled all those things that I've spoken about. Maybe not every single thing in one, but they have shown me what is possible And I have shown myself what is possible by becoming all of those things. I don't seek sameness, but what I do seek is compatibility. What I do seek is alignment. What I do seek is resonance. And when it comes to the access, especially men have to me, my standards are very, very high when it comes to that. And they're never going to drop, ever Ever, And I've done an episode before on the importance of realizing the difference between standards and expectations. I do not have unreasonable, unrealistic expectations. And I'm more than willing to adjust my expectations based on the person. But my standards, standards means default. Ooh, so yeah, that's another area where I've really had to, make sure that my standards are still in check and they very much are, which makes me very happy. But I I refuse to compromise. I refuse to compromise my standards out of loneliness or nostalgia for the past. I have such a deep commitment to myself and I want to make sure that my romantic interactions are meaningful and aligned with my values. Again, even if they are short term, I don't have any obsession over long term I think you get to experience people in exactly the way you do. So my ex, for example, I got to experience this man for nearly two years and I am so grateful, so grateful that it wasn't just a month. So grateful that it wasn't just six months, nearly two years of my life and his life that we gave to each other in such a beautiful way. That's the way that I view love. And that's the way that I view relationships, even friendships. We get to experience people. We don't own them. We're not owed long term. (laughs) You know, I think sometimes people think you're owed long term or you're promised long term. So no, you get to experience people. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Life can happen. Death happens unexpectedly. We tend to think that death can only come from old age, especially if you're someone that is in full health. No, anything can happen. We only get to experience people. And that is such a beautiful thing. So for me, making sure that the people that have access to me are worth that access is important. And I have to be worth accessing them. I also want to be with a man. I want to be with a person who is not just accessible to everyone. No, you have to have standards for yourself too. Closure with the past is also something I've had to start thinking about. And this ties into romantic relationships. But it's it's actually something that I said out loud for the first time this morning before I sat down to record. Really being okay... And saying out loud that actually individuals from my past no longer hold the same access to my life as they once did. And this boundary for me is really, really important for my emotional health and my future happiness in general because it it means that I get to make peace with the past. It means that I can move forward with clarity and self-respect and making sure that my present and future interactions are not Overshadowed by what has been. I have a feeling this one is going to be really important for all of us, especially anyone that is going through relationship transition. If it's not necessarily a breakup, maybe you're in that stage now where you have to figure out what's next, which path are we taking in this relationship? Are we really going to make sure that we work at things, or is it time to close this chapter? And if you're stepping into being single, maybe for the first time in a long time or something that you really wanted to work out, didn't for whatever reason, please make the decision that whatever is in the past is going to stay in the past. I know what can happen when we get lonely. I know what can happen when you're just craving someone's touch. And if you are cursed with horniness like I am, (laughs) cursed and blessed with horniness like I am. I'm a very sensual sexual person, but I don't do one night stands. I don't do casual encounters. I need depth, right? It can be so easy to start romanticizing past interactions, even past sexual interactions. It can be so easy to start, oh my goodness, I get it. I get it but for me because of those standards that I have and the just the deep respect that I have for myself and it doesn't mean that you don't respect yourself if you're entertaining any of this right but that should go without saying let's use our common sense here but for me what it does mean is that I'm just not the same person that I was then the person that chose that man is not the same Africa that sits here today I require different things now as a woman who is now at a certain stage of life, I require different things. I just do. I just do. Sexually or otherwise. So when it comes to checking in on that access, no one from my past holds the same access to my life as they once did. Oh, I felt that. Um. So I wanted to give you some more just examples and dimensions that could resonate with you. And I really think they will, because I want you to understand the importance of being intentional and mindful and firm and firm about who has access to you. Let's talk social media and your online presence, because this is one that I think can be quite easy to miss out because we're made to think that social media is some kind of free for all, you know. But you get to curate who can see and interact with your posts and profiles. Even if it's just as simple as who can comment. For example, the setting that I have, I have a public profile, sure. But I have a boundaried profile too. If you want to comment and say something on anything that I've put forward, you have to be following my account. It's really that simple. It's a low barrier for entry. Okay, but that is absolutely the bare minimum. Again, I know that we're made to feel that social media is free for all. People can just say whatever the fuck they want to say and you're just supposed to take it. And if you don't take it and you block them and delete them, you're silencing them. No, that is absolute horseshit. You get to curate and decide who interacts with your posts and your profiles even if it's as simple as you can only comment if you're following my account. Another option can be you can only comment if you're someone that I'm also following. There are so many different settings that you can choose so that you are in control of the access people have to you. And again, your profile, you can decide that, you know what, I'm gonna have my profile on private for a little while maybe a few weeks, whatever feels good for you. But these are seemingly simple things that tie into access control that I don't think we think about. And they can greatly impact your mental and emotional wellbeing in a positive or negative way, depending on what boundaries you do or do not have in place. For me, another one in, in relation to social media, when it comes to access, something that I that is a pet peeve of mine is over-familiarity. I'm not a fan of of over-familiarity. I think people sometimes feel like they know you because maybe you share very vulnerable things, very personal things. They've been following you for quite a long time. So they feel against that thing of parasocial relationship. They feel like they know you, but you don't know them at all. Or maybe you've only spoken to them every now and again, but some people cross the boundaries. And I'm not talking about someone sending me a message or a voice note or whatever that might be. I welcome that. We know, and again, I don't like to give so many disclaimers because my assumption is that I'm speaking to autonomous adults who use their common sense we all know what overfamiliarity looks like and feels like it feels very inappropriate it feels like someone's overstepping the mark it feels like someone's talking to you as if they really know you when they actually don't know you at all so for me i won't respond to anyone that's being overfamiliar i won't respond to anyone that is dumping Anyone that doesn't even say hi or ask me what my capacity is and they just trauma dump or whatever it might be. No, I won't say anything about it, but the way that I will control that access within myself is that I will not respond to that. So you get to make those decisions about how you interact in your real life. Yes, but also in the digital world, which is part of your real life. So social media and online presence is something that I'd love for you to to think about. Who do you accept as a friend or a follower? Maybe family members, you won't accept them. You know, if you have a private profile or whatever it might be, wherever you are on the internet, if it's something that requires people to request access to you and it's family members and you're not comfortable with that, or it's an ex, you're not comfortable with that, someone you went to school with, you're not comfortable with it, you can decline you get to choose. Isn't that a beautiful thing? I think it is. Professional boundaries. This is a big one. I would imagine for a lot of us, if you work in the corporate world, or even if you do shift work, or if you're an entrepreneur, which means you are, there's this idea that you have to always be on, which I don't buy at all. Professional boundaries are very important. These are things as not responding to emails or work-related messages after hours. I will not do it. Why the fuck am I replying at 9 pm or 10 pm? It can wait. It really can wait. There are times where I, I will respond to things that are positioned as urgent, but a lot of the time, things are never as urgent as they're made to seem. I will die on that hill. Some things can fucking wait and you know what if I miss the boat on this one then so be it but I'm not going to train people to believe that they can send me work emails or whatever it is at 7 8 9 10 11 p.m. It's no and if you want to send it that's absolutely fine but I will respond to it at a normal and acceptable hour unless it's absolutely urgent then you're going to have to make it very clear that it's urgent and this is not going to be repeated behavior that we're always acting from urgency. Those are boundaries that are more than willing to put into place because it's, it's absolutely unacceptable. People are completely fried for what? So that also ties into the the conversation on access. You have to do what you need to do to maintain a healthy work-life integration I don't believe that complete balance is possible because balance implies 50-50. Well, I would argue that your life life should be getting 90 and work should be getting 10. Or sometimes work should be getting 20 and life should always be getting at least 75, depending on what season of work you're in. But balance would imply that work should get the exact same as life. And fuck, no, no. Maintain a healthy work-life integration and signal to your colleagues and superiors the importance of respecting personal time because you you are training people, not even just in the context of work, but in all relationships, you are training people and showing them what you will and will not accept. And that is done through repeated behavior, repeated ways of communicating So look at the access control there. Family dynamics. And I know this is a very complex one. My goodness, when it comes to family relationships, the conversation of access gets trickier and trickier and trickier. But you know the details of your life best. This is about creating boundaries with family so that you can protect your peace and your mental health. So it could mean limiting the information you share. Time spent with certain family members who may or may not respect your boundaries or your shared values. People that ask you questions that are so inappropriate. People that are constantly questioning your lifestyle and your way of being. People that are so dismissive of you. Regardless of whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, they speak to you as if you're a child. As if just because you were a child and they disrespected you as a child means they can do the same now. No, you get to look at who you are today and you say, this is what I will and will not accept. I love you, I don't want to get rid of you in my life, but I will have to look at the access that you have to me. When I come over to visit, I'm making sure that I give myself an hour, maybe sometimes it's four to five minutes, And then I'm leaving. I don't have to overstay. And I know this can be tricky. I know that for some of us, we'll never be able to do this with our family. But look at where you can. Look at where you can set boundaries. Look at where you can manage that access. It's really, really, really important. All right. Next one that I have is mental and emotional space how are you guarding your mental and emotional space from negativity or drama and these this is why i was referencing the episode on um your circle determines your success because even in that episode i was making it very clear that success is not just about material success it's about your emotional mental spiritual success so are you guarding your mental and emotional space because for me at this point in time and it's been this way for a while I cannot tolerate drama or chaos or gossip or chronic complaining. I I won't do it. I'm just not that friend. I am so sorry, but I'm also very happy for you because I am not that friend. You need to control that access and saying, why do people feel so comfortable in gossiping with me so much? Why do people feel so comfortable bringing all of their drama? And listen, we all go through things, but when it becomes chronic, that's a fucking problem. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I I retract. I'm not sorry. That is a problem. It's a big problem. Also, when it comes to mental and emotional space, this might look like uh, stepping back from news sources or social media feeds that consistently, consistently, upset you in a way that is just so brutal to your nervous system or from individuals whose presence in your life is more draining than enriching look at the level of access that you are granting people there strangers alike next is personal development and growth surrounding yourself with people who support and inspire your personal growth is very important make sure, because again, when we talk about access, it's not just about saying, oh, you can't have access to me. Think about who gets to have access to you. Let's really let, let's really shift the energy here, okay? And maybe now think back to everything that I've been speaking about through that lens of this is not about just getting rid, but it's also adding Adding people and places and things that are enriching, that are fulfilling, that are joyful, that aid your growth instead of diminishing your growth. Who needs to have access to you? Be selective about your mentors, about your coaches, about what personal development circles you engage with. What podcasts you listen to. I'm not saying that you need to be listening to Pod, uh, self-development podcasts all the time. That's not that's not what I'm saying here. Even if it's comedy, even if it's about sex, even if it's about whatever, whatever you listen to, that is still access. You get to decide what goes in, what you take in, what you search for, right? It's all part of your personal development and your growth. Time and energy investment is the next one that I have, but it pretty much ties into that. Be mindful of where and with whom you invest your time and energy. I want you to audit your commitments and your hobbies. What are you saying yes to? If you're someone that chronically says yes, oh yes, I'm free, let's do that. Do you really mean that yes? Is it with someone that enriches or drains? And if they drain, first of all, do they know that they are draining? Because maybe it's someone that you love, you still want to keep them in your life but you're not communicating how you feel in that relationship. So you're just taking it, right? So be mindful of where and with whom you invest your time and energy. I will say one more time, but look at your commitments and your hobbies and make sure that you're focusing on things that are bringing you joy and fulfillment and growth. Financial boundaries. Who has access to your financial resources? Ooh, I bet, I bet this is a big one. I bet this is a big one for a lot of us in the room today. This can range from not lending money to individuals who have a track record of not returning it. Or maybe you're lending money to people who you know by doing so you're enabling a drug habit. You're enabling a gambling habit. You're enabling a porn addiction, a sex addiction. Who has access to your financial resources? Maybe it's a partner that promises that they're going to get a job, that promises they're going to do this. They talk, they talk, they talk. And your financial resources are just dwindling. Or maybe you tell yourself that you have more than enough for both of you, but you're compromising. You're stepping all over your personal boundaries. Maybe you're stepping over boundaries you didn't even know you had. It's about being cautious about entering financial agreements with friends or family or even business agreements. Don't do anything out of desperation. Do not do anything out of desperation. That's also part of the access conversation. Because when we are desperate, when we are lonely, when we feel like we have nothing, when we feel like this temporary state is actually permanent, that's when we allow everyone to have access. That's when we have zero criteria or requirements before we make a conscious decision because nothing conscious happens in that environment. Home and personal space. Who do you allow into your home and why? your home is your sanctuary. Be selective about who you invite in it. This preserves your peace and your serenity, but also your self-respect. I respect myself so much that I won't just allow anyone into my home. We can meet in a public space. We can meet elsewhere. But when it comes to my home, I'm very, very selective. You. It gets to be okay that you say that, that you make that declaration. You don't just let random men into your home or random women into your home, random lovers into your bed, the bed that you sleep in and dream in and create in and get comfort in, go into fetal position in. Who has access to that? That is important. The energetics of all of this, everything we're talking about, the energetics of all of it is very, very, very important. Next one before we round up, digital detox. I really strongly advocate for a regular digital detox. Reclaim your time and your attention from the digital world. Don't feel guilty about unfollowing people. It's fine. It doesn't have to be a personal thing. It just means you're clearing out your home. You're doing a spring clean. I would like to think you do the same in your physical home. You can absolutely do that in your digital home. Who is getting access to you? And who is being allowed into your force field? Who's being allowed into your auric field? Who's being allowed into your subconscious? Because you might think, I don't want to follow them because they might notice. But it's still seeping into your subconscious, And you're communicating to yourself and to your brain that you don't get to decide. Your guilt gets to decide. Your shame gets to decide. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. Make sure that you are the one who controls who and what has access to your attention. You won't be able to control all of it. Fine but you can look at what is within your control, which is what this entire podcast is about, focusing on what you can control. Last one, last but not least, and I wanted to finish on this beautiful note, listening to your intuition. I want to encourage you to trust your gut feelings about people and situations, all right? Often your intuition can guide you into protecting your boundaries, And deciding who should have access to your life. People can present themselves in any type of package. A beautiful package. A well-dressed package. A very charming, sensual package. A well-connected package. But listen to how you feel. How do they make you feel? And I know we can go into a conversation of how do I know whether it's intuition or self-sabotage. How do I know if it's not just fear? Listen. You trust yourself more than you know. You trust yourself more than you know. And I'll make a note actually to do some writing on how you can spot the difference between self sabotage and your intuition. I think it'll be a bit of a tricky one to explore, but I I think we can do it. I think we can do it because I know that it's an important conversation, but listen to your intuition when it comes to access. Not everything that presents itself as an opportunity for closeness, as a business opportunity or whatever it might be, actually is an opportunity. Sometimes it ends up being a brutal obligation. Sometimes it ends up being an expensive burden please, please learn to manage who has access to you. It can be fun, it can be beautiful, it can be playful, but we want to make sure that you cultivate ongoing self-respect and a self-reputation that is so strong. Okay? Good. (laughs) I really, really enjoyed recording this episode. I can feel... I can feel some buzzing within me and I'm so grateful as always for your time and for your attention and please do pre-order my book, my first ever book, The Third Perspective, Brave Expression in the Age of Intolerance. Your pre-orders are so appreciated um, and I'm going to have some special, special things to put forward for those people that have pre-ordered and some special gatherings and events and online and offline things so um your support means a great great deal do review follow subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and i will see you in the next episode take care